coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Hello, everyone. It's time for another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. I'm your host, Adam Robison, and we have a couple of really cool individuals with us today. You know, it's very interesting if you pay attention to the news and, and you pay attention to trends in society. We all know about electric cars. Today, we're going to learn a whole lot more about electric cars and charging those electric cars as we have... Uh, a couple of individuals here today from Flux Car Charging Solutions, Allison and Kiyoshi. I'll let you introduce yourself and, and talk about who you are and just a little bit about your background. Kiyoshi, we'll start with you. Welcome to Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. But I've been waiting till right now to get the secret to the sauce that is Kiyoshi. So go ahead. Man, that's really tough. I don't even know where to begin. I guess I've been out here in Northwest Arkansas for July 12th will be 13 years. Um, came out of here from Portland, Oregon. So graduated high school out there and then made it as far away as I could. And I, so I guess I flapped my little wings and landed in Arkansas. From Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it was a really, there was a really big culture shock uh, adjustment there. And so I think the first year I was in Arkansas was pretty miserable, but I started building my community, getting the hang of things. And it wasn't miserable. It was just a really big change of pace going from uh, the environment that I was in to uh, family oriented and getting ready for school and okay. things like that. Great. How old were you when you moved to Arkansas? I was 17. 17. Still in high school? Or? I had just graduated high school and so I moved out here I think six days before my 18th birthday but wow. there was kind of a, a time crunch there such that my eldest brother he was being deployed for his second tour in Iraq on like the day before my birthday and so wanted to see him before I had moved out to Arkansas and so that is my actual connection to Arkansas is not doctor brother but doctor sister-in-law Thank you. What do I do? Yes. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Sister-in-law, or my Beaver Lake parents, they, uh, she's from an unincorporated municipality near Batesville. And oh. they had just relocated back to northwest Arkansas from Boise, Idaho. Okay. And I visited them for Thanksgiving and said, good enough for college. Yeah. Um, it's the cheapest one out there. So I think that one is where I will go. All right. <laughs> wow. That, that's a mouthful of a story there. But I expected nothing less, right? Okay. Yes. So, Allison, tell us about yourself. Where do you come from? And uh, how do you contribute to Flux Car Charging? solutions? So I'm originally from a very small town in New Hampshire. And then as soon as I could, I got out of there and I moved to Miami. And then I went to San Francisco and LA and Seattle and Denver and all of these different wow. places. So, um, it was, it was fun. Wow. And then from Denver when the pandemic hit and we were looking to buy a house and this was a, a good choice for us, a good fit. So, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It definitely helps when you have prices in some markets that are, you know, yeah. seven, eight hundred thousand. You see the same thing here for two or three. And so, yeah, definitely helps when you're looking at an area. So let me let me just find out a little bit about Flux Car Charging Solutions. Um, how'd you come up with the idea for the business? How did you two come to know each other? Let's just hear the story. So basically to start off with, uh, we started kind of at the same time. 
Okay. Kiyoshi and I. So, and then uh, my partner had come up with the idea initially for Flux mm-hmm. um, from a not great experience trying to hire an electrician to install a car charger. And Kiyoshi had this very yeah, similar. I think I had a super similar experience and maybe giving the listeners a little bit of background. But previously, I, Kiyoshi, was the founder of Ozark Electric Vehicle Charging Solutions. And Allison was the founder and CEO of Flux Car Charging Solutions. Yeah. We incorporated our businesses within two and a half weeks ago, or sorry, two and a half weeks of each other. We had ads out for master electricians at the same point. We were going to the same networking and like EV information grants, all of that biz. So we were in the same arena and territory and had crossed kind of paths almost in terms of where we were and so it was uh definitely interesting being in such a smaller community like northwest arkansas and you know my my jaw really did drop when i saw that i had direct competition especially when it's something that i had kind of been dragging my feet around because it was 2022 when we incorporated but this idea first came about in like 2015 or 2016 and again going back to a doctor brother and doctor sister-in-law um they had bought an ev back at the time and they had the same experience of allison of you know we have a tesla so now what now we need a charger and so you call an electrician they couldn't tell you what type of wire to use, what type of charger to use, does this require a permit from the city? And so there was just no helpful information out of that, no community resources to help like pair EV ownership with the actual like challenges of you know, how does this fit into my life? Mm -hmm. And even furthermore on that, like the electricians that my brother had out to his house, you know, there was a lot of straight up animosity towards electric vehicles. And so instead of like, wow, that's really cool. We would love to help explore this new technology to expand our business. It was more like, you're an idiot. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you doing this? Like, I don't want to pull this circuit. I don't want to do this job. And so it's like, why, why is that so? (laughs) Interesting. We'll talk more about that in a minute because I definitely want to get into that. At what point did you two decide that you were better together instead of working individually? Um, I think, I think, (laughs) yeah, officially it happened very recently, but I think it's been around, poking around in both of our brains for quite some time. We met, I want to say two months ago, I think. Yeah, I think I invited. Kiyoshi invited (laughs) us for coffee and, uh, and then we were just in each other's circles and emailing back and forth and. Yeah, I didn't Things want like Allison that. to hate me or to think that like I had stolen her business idea. It was like, whoa, Allison, look, I incorporated a week before you, so don't hate me. <laughs> I'm not just stealing your business idea and all of your networking leads. Like that. <laughs> well, I think that, that it, it stands for reason that uh, we have listeners out of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio Country that are thinking, man, I've been trying this alone by myself. I have competitors. Um, maybe there's a fit to work with someone. How do you, what would, what advice would you give that person that's considering approaching competition in the effort to move forward? Yeah, I think figuring out like whether what your like baseline missions, goals and values are, because there were so many things that could have made this partnership not work. And really the stars really had to align for this to come together. And it just so happened that Allison and I had the same vision and how we wanted to do it. And we actually do. It's not just about the baseline and making money. We actually we can only we're kind of like ethical salespeople, so to speak, (laughs) such that I can't sell something that people don't need. And so 
there's a clear demand and a niche in this industry. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier for me to tie in, you know, coming from Portland, Oregon, it's a little bit embarrassing almost, but I went to the environmental middle school. And so, you know, in at the end of eighth grade, we were responsible to be able to name over a hundred native plants. And we rode the bus everywhere and ride bicycles together and, you know, went on field trips constantly through the week. And so the environmentalism aspect has always kind of been there for me, but it really, it took over a decade of reliable data from electric vehicles before I was run over. I actually was one of those people who had a lot of animosity towards electric vehicles. And coming from the Pacific Northwest, I used to call them salmon killers. Um, out here, I would call them coal burners. <laughs> uh, and I, it took a really long time for me to figure out why or how could these be better for the environment? I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that a little yeah, bit more. Sure. Um, so when it comes to being an entrepreneur, what made you both decide, hey, I, I want to tackle something and build it myself instead of just going to get a job? <laughs> well, I've had a job for over 25 years. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, no, I was in the medical field and I got burned out during the pandemic. So I, my partner started a painting business had me come on and kind of start it with him. And so that was my first jump at the deep end of running or owning a business and running a business and things like that. And then, uh, you know, we had the experience with the car charging and he came up with the idea. And for me, it was, that's a great idea. Nice. And I took it and ran with it. Nice. And that's where we are now. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Kiyoshi? What made you want to get a job instead of submitting your resume to yeah. the Fortune 500 company yeah. around here? Yeah. No, I think for me, it came down to kind of like my ADHD nature in that I prefer, like, for some reason, I need both structure to thrive, but also having too much monotony or doing the same thing can really drive me up a wall. And so that's part of the aspect is some of the flexibility that it takes to get a company off of the ground. And I think thing two, my biggest driving force was that you know, I had worked at a national contractor and they do great work, really high quality and things like that. But there was this humanity element that was missing. And being in middle management, I never really had the sway to be able to answer a lot of their problems such that it's like, you guys need to treat your base employees who are actually out in the field and being the face of your business towards these customers, you need to treat them better. And they need a work-life balance. And they need, it's not just about the time that they spend on the clock, you need to make sure to give them the tools that they can enjoy the time that's not on the clock and I never had that power and control at another business and so for me I wanted to build something that people could actually tolerate like it's really difficult to show up to the same job every day so could we not come up with a company that just isn't evil like (laughs) if you just (laughs) remove that greed from the top you know where everyone takes 95% of the profit off the top and then the next three people sitting down from the top they take 90% Mm -hmm. and finally by the time you get to the office employees who are making things happen and more importantly the people in the field with direct relationships to the customers and who are actually literally doing the job you know when do they get to go home? When do they get to spend time with family? Do they have sick days, mental health days? Do they have going to have access to mental health or regular health care? And so answering a lot of those questions, I think, is what inspired me to kind of run with these ideas. Okay. Now, Allison, you you mentioned that you had a job for, for several years. Uh, you were a travel nurse and the pandemic, you said, just just wore you out or burned you out. It burned, yeah. Care to talk a little bit more about that? About the pandemic and the just, burnout. Yeah. <laughs> what leads someone to just burn out? Was it a was it just too much constantly? Was there not enough support? 
all of the above. Okay. And, you know, if I'm going to be completely frank, um, the pay versus the work never was equal. Mm. So that was a big problem with me. I was like, I can work hard and I can get in there and I can do this stuff, but you want to pay me pennies on the dollar of what yeah. I should be making, especially, yeah. no offense, in Arkansas. When I started, when I first came here, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can't. Oh, yeah. No, no offense taken. But Arkansas is a different place. It's a great yeah. place to be. I've been here for 32 years, but it's a different place when you look at not only the cost of housing, but how much you make in your job. Typically. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, milk still costs the same. Mm-hmm. Airplanes still cost the same. Yeah. Your house may be a little bit cheaper, but everything else costs the same. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So walk us through the journey of your business. Uh, I know you guys started individually only a week apart. Um, so let, let's, let's talk about how the businesses were individually growing and then, um, we'll head into some questions about the future. Well, that seems super fun. Cause yeah, I'm not even sure Alice and I have had these talks privately. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's the best kind yeah. of conversation to have when you're, you know, putting it on tape. <laughs> I I don't even really know about what the process is or the story or the business journey, I guess. From inception, it seems so close to it just being a pipe dream as to to where we are. And I think this kind of leads us into one of the other questions I'm expecting to hear. And that's like, what was our first big milestone? What was the dream that kept us going and fighting towards? And that was, it was pulling the first permit and doing the Mm. first install. And from that, I was thinking in my head, it's like, once we pull the first permit and we go through that bureaucratic process and we've got the license and we've got the experience, we've got the right electrician for the job and the materials and the know-how, et cetera, then everything else is downhill from that point. Mm. That's not totally true, but that was the lie I was telling myself <laughs> to get through some of the trudge and the monotony of it. But there really was a huge momentous relief in pulling that first permit. And it's like, look, we did it by the books. We did an exceptional job, just like we said we were going to. And closing out the permit, getting that inspection passed, you know, it was kind of like feeling a million bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, there was only a couple hundred yeah, dollars. Yeah, and sometimes, but... <laughs> sometimes when you're pursuing a dream, the biggest thing you can do is get started, right? And yeah. So just feeling that forward momentum of pulling the first permit, getting the job done, had to feel great. Yes. Right? And okay. so I think that was like, it's still, I'm still riding out the high from that. And that was a long time ago at this point. But in nice. terms of, you know, you can't get lost into, we spend so much time thinking about the future and dwelling on the past when really we need to be in the present. And so I do allow myself to feel kind of like high and proud of that fact while also, you know, keeping my head out of the clouds a little bit and being focused in, in the present moment of where we are. And there's lots of work to do. So kind of random. So much work to do. Yeah. <laughs> so Allison, you kind of like me met Kiyoshi in the networking circles clearly a ball of energy when he gets up to speak. You want to go and have a conversation with this guy. He would be so easy to work with. So this question seems a little silly, but at what point did you realize, man, this guy isn't a competitor. He needs to be on my team. Well, we had talked about it for a couple of weeks, my partner and I and our COO, and just kind of like, you know, would this be a good idea? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know if he would be interested. Um, when should we do this? How should we do this kind of thing? Like, should we really do it? And then, yeah, I mean, I think just the interaction and then we went to a meeting for um, like grants, some of these government grants. And I think the day afterwards, he texts or emails us something about like, oh, did you see this new grant? And we we're like, 
it's going to be so much work to in order to get this grant and he's in it as well why don't we just just do it just do it yeah and, and so, i think there was there ended up being a lot of shared feelings such that like anytime Allison saw an ad for Ozark EV or I saw an ad for Flux. You know, there's this frustration that, man, this should just be us. Like, it should be the little guys against the big national billion dollar national nice. players. Like, why aren't we together? And we have so much energy and chemistry together and we're excited about the same thing, which is, you know, providing an easy solution for people to make sustainable decisions in their lives. And so kind of that and correctly and, and safely. Correctly. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, you previewed my question. What are some milestones, some achievements, some things that that you've accomplished both as Ozark EV and Flux Car Charging Solutions? Like you guys have been through a lot to start up a company or companies respectively between you, and now you found each other, and we're hoping that or, or believing that you're going to be better together. Let's take a step back or two and look at some major milestones that got you here. So, Allison, let's start with you. What What are some things that Flux Car Charging Solutions has accomplished in its short existence? I think I almost want to take that one for okay. Allison, even though it's Go directed it. at Flux. But I think that was one of the things that really drew me to them and this partnership was that they had landed a national contract with a company that we don't need to name right now. But sure. that's an important and significant one for the area. And okay. it kind of opens up this door and this pathway to be a where the action is. And yeah. it's something that felt out of reach for my company. And so the fact that Allison had gone through the trenches and the mud and somehow brought this thing to a small little business in Northwest Arkansas, nice. Flux was really punching above their weight class. And it's like, I want some of that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's so fun. I've only done a handful of these interviews just in, in full transparency, half a dozen so far. But I've never sat across the table from just pure energy and potential like I'm getting. I'm like, <laughs> really excited. The energy like is watching, coming from him. I, well, but I'm seeing you smile a whole lot. And a lot of these nods that are like, "Yep, that's what that. Yep, he's he's with me. That's my guy." Um, no, it sounds like you guys have a, a pretty great opportunity to make a real difference in a field that is just getting started, and that's exciting. Um, so. Excellent milestone. So basically, you saw you saw Flux Car Charging make a big impact in the field, and you you wanted a taste of that. Yeah, it was something that I didn't think would be in the realm of possibilities for my company independently. I was thinking that like we could get to that point in two to three years, mm -hmm. and here Allison had done it in six months. Okay, <laughs> so wow. clearly they're doing something right. Wow. So any big lessons that you learned just this short time in your entrepreneurial journey? Anything that sticks out? Talk to everybody. Oh, I love that. Ooh. Talk to everybody. Okay. People that I've talked to that, you know, wouldn't necessarily be somebody that I would think would be able to help me mm -hmm. has helped me. Mm, that's so, so good. or at least has pointed me in the direction of somebody to, that helps me. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Do your research, talk to everybody. I think that's so true. And that kind of goes with like a general life philosophy for me as well, is that, you know, every single person, it's not the transactional, like, oh, I could use them to get something I want. But yeah. really, like, we all have this thing, love, and we can choose to be liberal with it and share that in the form of a smile, asking someone how they are, etc. And all of those things. And you just never know when that's going to come back to you. But I genuinely believe from the bottom of my heart that anything I put out there comes back to me tenfold. And mm -hmm. I have 
just had that repeatedly proven over and over in my lifetime. And so the same is true with networking and business and likewise, just the interactions that we have day to day. But I think that's a huge driving force because, yeah, it's brought us a lot of potential things because you just never know who's one off connection from a car dealership yeah. or a multifamily housing development, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so just crazy things like and going to like in the networking circles, you know, I went to a lady's presentation on like jams and jellies and you never know when like she picks up the phone because one of her friends is buying an electric vehicle or just has questions about the process and like literally people just tell me to like stick with the program and I cannot believe the dividends that it has paid it's too well, true and we just we, uh, we have a booth set up at the uh, Rogers Farmers, Make market. <laughs> Farmers <Yeah>. market not <laughs> selling well I guess we are kind of hooked up with the cookie girl yeah we, uh, we've got free samples come see us yeah. and we can talk your ear <laughs> off about electric vehicles why people are buying them and of course charging solutions and also I can hook you up with Northwest Arkansas's best cookie in 2022 baked by Corey <laughs> just a little shout out wow. it's great All right. but we have met somebody uh, just walking by you know and he reeled him in he called us the next day once you know had no intention of anything wow and then but yeah free cookies just, is the way to just talking to somebody we yeah came came a job there you go potential job yeah marketing lesson number one right yeah. actually two first was talk to everyone second yes. take some cookies right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> something like that all right um let's uh let's look into trends and the goings on that is the EV business now I hear the government tell me that I'm going to have to purchase an EV in a certain amount of time that's made me curious. I know that it has also politicized the issue a little bit, and so you would, you were talking about um, electricians coming over and having a pretty saucy or negative opinion about this. Um, what what's going on in that whole EV debate right now? Yeah, I think it's really important, such as to like, take a step back and kind of clarify, such that it's like I don't think anyone is coming for your car and no one is forcing you into an electric vehicle. I think what a lot of those laws and things help propose is that we absolutely need to change certain aspects and behaviors in our lifestyles. And I say we as in Americans and global citizens generally in terms of our overall climate emissions per person. And obviously there are little things that we can do individually, but bigger change has to come from, you know, big industry corporations and top down, top down policy change. And so that's where you see things like they are phasing out internal combustion engines by the year 2035. And so obviously right now, we are not prepared to go 100% electric overnight and a switch. And thankfully, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. But it's not, you're not being forced into just an electric vehicle. There's a million different emergent technologies. And by a million, I really mean like five probably, but <laughs> liquid propane gas, hydrogen, yeah. electric vehicles, and really more so than that, sustainable infrastructures. And so looking at multimodal transport, like using the buses and Northwest Arkansas is blessed with Ozark Regional Transit and they're doing incredible work and they're really miles ahead of the game in terms of looking at some of the problems that our area faces and the infrastructure challenges. And, you know, civil engineers have known since the 60s that adding a lane to a busy road does not reduce traffic. There is a temporary effect like a Band-Aid, but overall it actually spurs and incentivizes development further out into the city. And so you have to build roads further and further away from the people or from the places where people actually want to be, like downtown Fayetteville, downtown Rogers, etc., and so looking at some of those challenges, 
electric vehicles are just one really small facet into this incredibly important conversation about climate emissions and making behavior changes as a society that are sustainable so that the world is habitable for our children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And that's where things are not a political debate. This is not a debate. This is scientific fact. You can choose to put your head under the ground, but that's not that's not where we're wasting our time. We need people who are going to actually make changes and, and do things. Okay. I think I kind of lost the question there, but uh, no, no, reel no, me back no, in, no. Adam. Reel me back in. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned infrastructure. So yes. one of the things that I'm sitting here as someone who doesn't own an EV and I'm thinking I might need to soon, um, whether it's the right thing to do for the, for yeah. the environment or because someone tells me to, um, I think, gosh, I... Currently, when I drive around town, I don't see power stations. How close are we to the infrastructure matching people's desire to have an electric vehicle? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm just going to make the statistic up, but okay. I would probably say that 60 to 70% of people could make the change to an electric vehicle right now with almost no noticeable change into their behaviors or their lifestyle. And I think going back one step and asking the question, why are people buying electric vehicles is a more important one to ask. And that's because of the efficiencies that they bring. And so in a typical internal combustion engine, and I'm a diehard gas engine kind of guy, but I have progressed my mindset onto these things. Okay. But just 40 cents on the dollar that you put into your gas tank ever goes to propelling your car down the road. The other 60% of that gasoline is lost through inefficiencies in the drive line, the drivetrain, like the engine and the transmission, the drive axles, etc., and getting that power to the road and also idling. Whereas in a typical electric vehicle, they have efficiency ratings closer to 85 to 93 percent. So every kilowatt of electricity that you put into that battery, 90 percent of that is going towards propelling you down the road. Wow. And so that's how you see big changes in terms of people saving a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars a year on gasoline by making the switch to electric vehicles. Wow. And so that's one of the primary drivers isn't this obviously like the Tesla Model S status symbol. I want to be seen. I want the latest and greatest tech. But most a lot of people who are buying EVs are just doing it for the practical purposes of they charge their car at night. Your Tesla has a full battery in the morning. You can put do 300 miles of range. And short of a couple of realtors I know in Northwest Arkansas who are bouncing around from Eureka Springs, Fort Smith, Van Buren, all in a single day, most people do, should not have that same range anxiety. And even then, most homes and households are multiple owner, or sorry, multiple vehicle households. And so you have two or three cars. And so then you could have your primary daily driver electric. But sure, if you want to do a long road trip or something to Connecticut and you're worried about mapping your charging stations, you still have that long range internal combustion engine vehicle to rely on. Wow. Well, I'm here to tell you, listeners, he didn't read any of that. That was in his brain. <laughs> I'm just, I'm watching you just being able to recite all kind, of this information. It's kind of fascinating. It's pretty impressive. I know. I'm, really very, I'm very impressed with him. I mean, I, I would have thought that that was you sitting here reading down a sheet of paper, um, but you were just kind of staring off in the corner and all those figures were <laughs> coming out of your head. So that was really impressive. So let's, let's talk about, because I, I, you, you've already showed us that you clearly are an exceptional individual. I'm sure this partnership is going to work out beautifully. Um, what sets you guys apart from some other person that will come and get my car ready to plug into my house? I am so sorry, Allison. I feel like you have, you want to like add something to this question, but this is one of my like favorite things Go and it's it. happy electricians. 
literally. Yeah, the electric. Oh, you're going to have to explain yes, that. Yes, absolutely. And so my bread and butter, and this is something that, again, we're kind of aligning and meshing together our two separate businesses into one. But what Ozark EV brought to the table, and this is part of Flux now too, is that I think we can change the world by having the happiest electricians of any business. And I honestly, I don't think it's that hard, but doing things like paying attention to basic human needs, like healthcare, time off work, a livable wage, spending time with your family, access to me or mental health care and things like that, treating our electricians as people and not resources to be burned. That's a big part of our bread and butter in terms of how could you guarantee five-star service at every single customer's home? And I can't micromanage that. But what I can do is give my electricians the resources and tools they need to have a healthy work-life balance so that they don't hate their lives. Mm -hmm. And so that when they're on site, they're not thinking about tax problems or whether they got enough sleep or what, whatever it is. They're thinking about your home, your electric panel, your car charger, et cetera. They're taking care of the customer because they're mind isn't lost in confusion. Mm -hmm. And so we have loyal electricians that defend our brand and really care about the business because we care about them. And I think that's how we can change the world. Now, Allison, sorry for cutting you off. That's okay. So, Allison, happy electricians. That's a tough act to follow. But, uh, <laughs> what do you think sets you apart from everyone else? Well, I think quality education, um, continuing education, especially everything, like I said before, changes so fast. Um, there's constantly new information, constantly new tech, constantly new things coming out. And we are, I don't want to say obsessed, but I am going to say obsessed, yeah, no, that's um, right. with all this EV stuff. So we are on top of it. So if you have any questions, if you have the knowledge, or, I mean, if you have, uh, you know, the question, we have the knowledge. Excellent. So, you know, and we know exactly what to use. We're not going to skimp on the products, um, that we put into your house. Because that's what some people do and they'll be able wow. to charge you less, wow. you know? And so you don't want to get that, you know, $200 install, so $300 install. You have people that are reducing the cost of their install, but that's because they're using bleeding. cheaper products, okay. which will burn out and cause potential problems in yes. your home. Okay. So that is a big issue that I am fighting with not fighting, uh, <laughs> trying to educate our customers yeah. um, be like, yes, you may go for this lower well, price. Factor, right? Well, yeah. And of course everyone wants the best deal. Everyone wants the lowest price, of mm -hmm. course, but you, you can guarantee that when you go with us, we're going to be using top of the line, everything up to NEC code. There will be no issues. And okay. I so, think that's something that really drew me to Allison is again, I think you have a tenacious work ethic and you really do have all of, you are in the know <laughs> in terms of all things EV um, charging and related. And again, that common and aligned mission and goal of both of our organizations is that kind of we both independently arrived at this place that we will never be the cheapest installer out there, but that is not our goal. We aim to be the best. And so there are companies that are more expensive out there and there are companies that are cheaper, but no one has the all around package because we won't hang a ceiling fan for you. We probably won't swap out your outlets either. But if you have questions about EV charging and anything related to that, like needing to upgrade your electric panel, that is our bread and butter and our expertise. And again, I did not want, I would not have joined Allison's business had they been using cut rate, the cheapest materials across the board, because it's like, I like to educate and tell people like used furniture, that's a great place to like spend, have a little thrift, save some money. And uh, that's a great choice for you financially. The electric work in your home is not one of those situations where you 
want to use the cheapest installer and the cheapest materials. Right. And so that's uh, that I mean, was definitely an aligned goal. Your there. house and your your vehicle are two of the most expensive expensive purchases you'll make in your life. Sure. And you're about to connect them. Yeah, I was shocked to each other that there so, were. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to have the twenty dollar outlet. You know, you want the $120 outlet that mm -hmm. you could hit with a sledgehammer and it's going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to want the surge protector, pr protector that we, uh, will try and sell you because <laughs> it's, you should have it. Yeah. Because if you, if you're, God forbid your house gets hit by lightning, your car's going with it too. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't think about that. That's a whole different situation. Yeah. So, we'll have a whole, we'll do a whole separate podcast on so, surge protectors. <laughs> yes, we have surge protectors for EVs as well. Is that, or for, whether or not you have an EV, you should install a yes. surge protector. Yes. And okay. most homes, I'm not even sure that's in the, the code cycle yet. The new construction is built out with yeah. uh, those, but it's definitely, it's some cheap insurance. And so mm -hmm. I think that generally, yeah, we don't, we don't have to get into pricing or anything, yeah. but yeah. it's cheap insurance to protect every single electronic device in your home. And sure, you have insurance, but isn't it easier if just all of your stuff didn't get destroyed? That, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. So happy electricians and a quality job. That sounds like a recipe for a great product and service. Let's dream a little bit. What's the future look like for Flux car charging solutions and Kiyoshi and Allison? Phase three. Phase three. Phase three. <laughs> well, I, dun, I don't know. Dun. I've got. I think. I think that's actually where most of our conversations have been, and that's some of the most exciting talks that we have had is about our future plans, and we have many. But that is also some of our bread and butter and our secret sauce, if you will, and so. It's tough to say, but I would like you to expect us to be bigger. And right now, you know, we're helping people in Northwest Arkansas associate the name Flux with EV car charging and the fact that we are a local business and we are hardworking and legitimate above board installers in the full package deal. And if you think future plans, I can't go into the details, but mm -hmm. if you imagine we want to help uh, bring this, these concepts elsewhere. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll hear from you again on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio and you'll be able to tell us more about phase three. And, Absolutely, and Adam. We, we can grow with you, right? That would be <laughs> yes, wonderful. Yes. So just about time to close up. Just a few more questions here, you guys. I'm so grateful that you came on today. Thank you so much. Um, based on your own experiences, if there's another business owner or entrepreneur out there and they hear what you guys are talking about and they're like, wow, because you know, I shared before the interview, the first time I heard you at a networking meeting, I thought, of course we need plugins for our electric cars. It just <laughs> never occurred to me before. I think that same kind of epiphany could be happening as people are listening to this and they hear of two people who are just knocking it out of the ballpark and they say, you know what? I want to do something that's good for the environment. I want to change the world as well. If you've got people that are out there dreaming, just like you two came up with an idea and are chasing after this thing, what advice would you give them? I'd love to hear from both of you on this. Um, Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> are you miss sleeping away, right? Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Be prepared. Be prepared. Tell for, me what that means. Be for, for hard work, long days long months, no vacations. It's hard. Yeah, the work-life balance thing is a challenge for sure. In the beginning, we're hoping that gets better. But <laughs> in the, a couple uh, of years, yes. yes. What are what are some specifically some things that really work against that whole work-life balance? Because we we often hear things just adduced to, well, it's a grind. What does that grind look like? Well, for us, we don't want to pass that on to our electricians for one, and then 
there is just so much to learn about mm. this and everything's new. Okay. Like we don't have a long history to or study for years on end or things like that. It's all happening now. You mm-hmm. have to learn it now. So there's a lot of, there's a big learning curve. Okay. For EV specifics. Yeah. And yes. I think just starting an electric business generally, I sh- we should probably open a consulting side firm or something to help a onboard electrician start their own business. Cause that was a nightmare of a process. <laughs> uh, just trying to get to the point where we were fully legal yeah. um, as independent. And, and there's no handbook to do that. And there is no one at any of these government offices. They can tell you, yes, we want your money and we are being, going to require that, but they can't give you any of the hand-holding tips in terms of, do you owe this tax or not? So that was just a huge, huge challenge for me. Uh, I think the bureaucratic background scenes were some of the most challenging things and and also switching my energies throughout the day. And so you wear a lot of hats as a small business. And so like, you know, it can be a challenge if Allison is playing our accountant for the day and then gets a field or gets a call from our master electrician in the field and is now troubleshooting a circuit or something Mm -hmm. that can really derail you and kind of throw off your energy and things like that. Mm -hmm. And just needing to roll with those punches in in this stage of our organization. Yeah. Well, it certainly sounds exciting. Everything you guys have planned, everything you guys uh, are dreaming about. I, I wish the audience could see the way you two guys look at each other. It's almost like uh, watching uh, two people who are getting ready to go on a grand adventure. And, and, <laughs> yeah, just so excited. It's great. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, how can people follow you on socials? Um, how do they keep up with flux what what do people do if they want to know you better so we have a website flux okay. fluxcarcharging.com um we are on facebook and instagram with the follow with the same name so yeah follow okay. us okay kyoshi anything you want to add there Man, I think uh, in my 30 seconds of spotlight fame here i would say call us before you buy an electric vehicle um, just a little like background and education on that, but we have installs starting at just a few hundred dollars, which is super accessible. And that comes with the warranty, license, labor, nice materials, et cetera, et cetera. But for instance, our most expensive home retrofit was over $10,000. Mm. And that's something you should absolutely know before buying a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pick up the phone, call us, fill out the contact form online, any way to get a hold of us. We will send someone to your door and we will survey and con- give you a consultation for free to let you know if electric vehicles might be right for you at this time. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're driving 500 miles away, I would probably pump the brakes and wait a couple of years for that technology to continue developing. But for a lot of other people, it's a really good lifestyle fit. But if you're expecting to save a thousand or $1,500 a year on your gas cost by switching to electricity, you know, and then you're hit with a $10,000 bill, that's a really bad feeling. And literally, I think I have lost sleep over thinking about people that that has happened to. Mm -hmm. And so please pick up the phone and call us and help us like survey your home and we can let you know fairly and we won't try to sell you anything but whether or not it's a good fit for your lifestyle and how much it would cost but trying to educate people on that matter i think would be my call to action because there are so many advantages but you have to know the full spectrum okay so let's review that just a little bit because i don't want somebody to listen to what you just said and say if i go and get an ev i've got to pay ten thousand dollars to get a plug put into my home what you're saying is one of the most classic retrofits to a house costs that much, but typically... So I would say 90% of the installs that both of our companies have done have been under $1,000. And honestly, most of them are at okay. cheaper and more affordable than that. And again, cheap is the wrong word because we're, we're a high quality installer. Sure. Inexpensive. 
inexpensive right. yeah. in quality. And again, hitting on like what is that point? Certain homes, you know, we have the National Electric Code and building codes. And so homes built in the year 2023 are built very differently than in the 1950s. And likewise, you know, if you have an older home, there have been different standards for the electrical service that is in your home. And so in some scenarios, you might have to redo your entire electric service in your home. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, if you have to do that anyway, then EV charging is a great way to get up to 30% or $4,000 of that uh, expense back in your pocket if it is for the purpose of EV charging. So yeah, we know all of the ins and outs on tax <laughs> grants, rebates, incentives, etc. And so yeah, if you need to update your home's electrical system anyway, and you're standing down the barrel of a $10,000 bill, if we added in an, an EV, EV charger, charger, I can get you a $4,000 off that package deal, you know, depending on circumstance, wow. but probably so. So believe it or not, we're out of time and you've just opened up a whole different can of worms <laughs> that I want to talk about. That's really interesting. It's um, one of the services we offer, uh, Flex yeah, Car Charging incredible. Solutions. Um, Allison Kiyoshi, thanks so much for stopping by the studio today to share about car or Flux Car Charging Solutions. Um, I'm, I'm just so excited that you're here. Kiyoshi, you mentioned a call to action. Is there anything else that listeners can do right now to where they can do you a favor? Maybe get on social media, click like, follow, or go check out your website. What would you like, as you have our customers listening attention, what would you love for them to do right now to help your business out? I think to get the latest and greatest information, you'd want to point towards our Instagram page, Flux Car Charging Solutions. And for any of the latest, greatest tips, you know, we are open books when it comes to uh, where we can help you out in the EV charging process and how to save you money and all things like that. And so just stay in touch and find us on Instagram or whatever your preferred social media platform is. And we will make sure to keep you posted on all of the latest and greatest. That sounds awesome. What a great way to end this conversation. I'm so grateful for you, Allison and Kiyoshi, for coming by and talking about Flux Car Charging Solutions. Folks, you've been listening to another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. It's been our pleasure to bring you this information. Hopefully you've learned something and, and maybe uh, we'll go out and, and make a decision to uh, own an electric car. But if you do, make sure you call the folks over at Flux first to make sure that you know exactly what you're walking into before you do it. That's what I learned in this conversation. They're going to be my first call when I pull the trigger on an EV of some sort. So for everyone here, just want to thank you for listening and uh, we appreciate you. We will see you next time on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio.